Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. I am Kelly, your host, and I'm joined today by Tom and very extra special guest, Joe Weaver. We, <laughs> Joe just... He uh, just threw was, his hands up in the air yeah. to celebrate himself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're glad you're here, Joe. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. We've been talking about um, some core strategies. Uh, our core strategies here at Nativity are to welcome outsiders, to create a great weekend experience, to shape a clear discipleship path, and to have a great weekend experience. So we talked about the message, and we talked about ministers. Did we talk about ministers? Not yet. Oh, no. we haven't done that yet. <laughs> well, that is great. We just talked about it a attention, lot. Glad you paid attention, Kelly. Well, we talk about it a lot around here. <laughs> but right now we're talking about music as a really important part of the weekend experience. And in the last podcast, we said that music matters for a number of different reasons. And we ended by saying that there's if there's one thing that you can do— it would be to Joe. I said, find great musicians. Find great musicians. That's amazing. You remembered everything you said from last month. That's I amazing. No, <laughs> 30 days ago. My gosh. <sighs> and Tom said to, that it would be great if, if you just start evaluating your music and have a holy discontent about things that are not working. Yes. I think we just have to care about it. Yeah. And that, that'd be, and I'm not sure I put that it that matters. way, but that's the way I would put it now. Yeah. Care about it and believe it matters. Okay. And so we want to move on in this podcast to some best practices that we encourage. And one of those practices is to pick one style of music. Joe, can you talk to us a little bit about the style that, um, that we have that we've chosen and maybe what some other styles are that might not be the best choice? So we have adapted to the contemporary Christian hits, basically mm -hmm. greatest hits uh, that are on Shine FM, there's several XM radio stations that have the contemporary Christian hits. So that's what we do. Um, we also... Yeah, and I just interject there. Sorry, Joe. No, sorry. I, and we don't tell people what they should play. You know, we know there's different things. So mm -hmm. when we're saying pick one, that's the one we've picked. Um, you need to know, we'll get to this, know your community, but the one... Well, go ahead, Joe. I interrupted you there, but go ahead. For what yeah, you're saying. so that's that's what we do. So we select current songs, old songs, singable songs um, from contemporary Christian artists. Uh, we have we do write our own psalms uh, at times, um, and as well as uh, I don't know, the Alleluia is ours as well. Um, which I'm sure we've gotten some emails from people that have asked, where did you get that from? And that comes from Al. And uh, we do have the music for it. So if you ever need the music to the Alleluia, just email me. Oh, we'll share it? it. That's yeah. great. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. How would they, they email you, Joe? Well, you go to churchnativity.com, <laughs> okay. and All I right. think... I'm listed on the staff are. page. Mm -hmm. You are. Yeah. You're on the staff page. And they can get in touch that way. Now, just when, in the picking of the one style, again, we started out with this idea of menu of options. And the problem with that is it's just incredibly difficult to be excellent in all these different forms of music, right? And then there's always got to strike the set. You got to move it. You know, we'd have, we used to have contemporary, we'd have folk music and then contemporary mm. Christian music. Mm -hmm. And then we'd have hymns, hymns, and a choir come in and, and, it's just so varied and different what, what you need. Yeah. Uh, even the sound, our building, you know, when we had a choir, the, uh, 
our choir director would say, I want it, you know, concrete. I want, you know, slap things slapping back, the sound moving around. And then the contemporary is like, oh, I want everything soft. I want padded pews. And I want, you know, so it's just the difference of what you need for different kinds of music is, is huge, right? It sure is. It definitely is. So, yeah. For us now, I mean, we've got, you know, the soundproofing on the walls uh, to absorb some of that, that slap back. But slap yeah, back. Was that the, did I use that right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> Tom. Tom. You're learning music, Tom. You've got this. Uh, but we do not do a choir anymore other than certain special dates. I think Easter Vigil, is that right? Yeah, for the Triduum, we'll do that. And you certainly, Holy Thursday and Good Friday, I think, kind of warrant that that kind of thing easter saturday or holy saturday but other than that a couple of other times we might do something sure um, and other than that it's contemporary christian and and just again excellence comes from focus uh, you know or fo- you have to focus in order to have 100 percent agreed um and you know what we're doing as a church in mass is so complicated already I mean, even look at our evangelical churches, the evangelical churches, they have music, then a message. Mm-hmm. That's right. it. And that's it. We have music, as we talked about last time, woven throughout, and that's mm-hmm. complicated enough. Were you going to add something? Well, to? speak to the idea that um, you said we had to stick to one style of music, but we do actually um, have a couple different things during our mass. And so is there an exception to that? Yeah, I'm trying to, under, I was, I'm, you know, we have this here in our notes, you know, that in our mass we have chant, we have you know, these kind of big contemporary Christian music songs, but then something we have, and we'll get to this in a little more, is, you know, the, um, the, that after, that second communion song or post-communion song is usually just a very quiet kind of song, and yet it all works. But I think there's little very, the chant is just, um, how, why does that work, Joe? I guess I'll ask you, you're the uh, musician. Yeah, well, I question. think it goes back to being a Catholic mass. Yes. You know, it fits into that genre, if you will, um, more so than than what you said, the evangelical um, Christian churches that are out there, they definitely do not go through the mass parts that we do. Mm-hmm. So we have to stick to a certain format. And we have chants, um, Alleluia, and all those things uh, that are not part of what I call the big four. So the big four is your opener, your offertory, communion, and closer that are the contemporary Christian mm-hmm. uh, artists. So that's how we do it. Yeah, I, I, I think, and I, I probably need to explore this a little bit more, and probably the best thing is just to watch online at some point. Again, we, we use the Sanctus as chanted uh, through the Our Father, which is, which is, again, sung, just sung without any musical accompaniment. Right. And, and those things work, I think, because they're very simple, very simple chants, and they're at the very kind of holiest parts of the mass and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about progressive solemnity a little bit, and we move as we move deeper into the mass at those parts, they just fit there. So I, I, I'm, I guess I don't have any more understanding of it than that. Yeah, but no, I think, work. but I think that's a good explanation. It goes with the mass. It goes with the reverent parts of the mass. And we're not again, we're not taking a choir and jump dropping them back in or having different again a choir back to back with contemporary. It's all the same players basically. Exactly. So yes. There you go. Yep, same guys, same musicians. So another best practice that we encourage is that that you choose music that speaks to your community. And what this makes me think of is the um, well. First of all, let me just ask you, Joe how do how do we know what what our community likes? Like how how did we how do we know that? Feedback from the um, the congregation at the end of a mass, they'll come up to you. I love this mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. or 
you know, and you do get the opposite. I didn't like that song. Uh, so we kind of weigh in all of those observations from people and we listen. We mm-hmm. definitely listen. Um, and if you have suggestions, we always, I'll go and listen to the song, see if it will fit. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of know now at this point what fits. Um, so we've, we've kind of got a game plan, but it, you know, we're open to new ideas. Yeah. And so this, this, um, point here, choose music that speaks to your community. It reminds me of the churches that choose like, that have like three different masses and three different styles of music. Like 8 a.m. is mass with no music and 9.30 is traditional and 11 is contemporary. Like why, why not do that? Then you hit everybody. Well, go, go. Is that <laughs> a hard question? <laughs> I want to see how Joe answers it. I can answer it for Well, I, I, kind of what Tom said, logistically, it's, it's almost impossible for us. I mean, trying to get a decent sound check for the band and then maybe doing that after a mass, you just don't have the time. So it's it's possible to do it, but not possible to do well, I think. Not well at all. Right, no, right. no, 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 no. Because that's the way most churches do operate. And um, I guess we're challenging that status quo on that. Yeah, um, okay. I think here going back, just adding some more to what Joe said too, I think the feedback's important. But the one thing about your church is you're going to get the feedback from church people. So you got to filter that really strongly. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and again, I listen to some of the music we're doing in churches. I'm like, does people do people really like this, or they just gotten so used to it um, because they don't know the di- again know the difference between what is possible and what is out there. Um, again, and the community is going to depend upon where you're located. So again, one of the ways to do that too, even stepping back from that, is what's the radio stations people you're trying to attract are listening to. You know, so Timonium Tim, we like to say, is not listening to organ and cantor music when he drives to work or drives home, right? Right. That's not the music. You can be pretty sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, that's what we're trying to reach. So for us, that's why the, you know, as you said, Shine FM is a local. Yeah, I, I like what music. you said with, what are they listening to on the radio? That's it. Listen to what they're seeing. Listen to what they're doing and, and talk to people. That's, I love, I love talking to people and, and finding out what people are listening to. And getting that, and I listen to what they say, and I listen to the songs, and you know, I either at work or not. And hey, I tell you, we get some bad suggestions. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. And I'm like, do you not listen to us on Sundays? But thanks, thank you. Yeah, we right. would never play that. But well, and just just some other examples of other communities. So Tim Keller, for example. Now this is an evangelical church, but. He's in New York City, and they're they're trying to reach the unchurched in New York City. Now, New York, you got a lot of again wealth. You got people. You probably reach some Wall Street people. There's a lot more classical music there, so they in their music they'll bring in you know or- orchestral type music and you oh, know, wow. viol- violins and and hmm. other. I can't think of any orchestra, but you know what I'm talking about. Other orca- orchestra. If you're in the South, you know it's probably a little more country. If you listen to like North Point, you know. In the South, they're going to be a little more twangy, you right. know, which I wouldn't. There's some of the songs I'd like to bring here, which will never happen because of oh, yeah. some people. Todd our, Fields, <clears throat> yes. Some people on our staff don't like the, the twangy country sound. You know, a Latino community, if you're trying to reach that, that's going to, again, there's going to be a different kind of music there. So our whole point is, you know, choose music that speaks to your community, not just the church people like. I, and I would say for Father White, the one thing that's huge, I mean, he loves classical music mm-hmm. i remember when i early on i was i you know i was I, I first started working here i was listening to something from beethoven or mozart <laughs> and he walked in he's like oh i love this music in high school 
And I looked at him I'm like, <laughs> this is what you were listening to in high school? You know, I was trying to be more yep. cultured and more and yeah. grow and be more mature. Yep. And I'm like, he that's loved what you listened to? And when he was 14, he loved yeah, it. Yeah, he loved it when he was 14. <laughs> and that's what he wanted here was this huge choral program. Yeah. But he realized it did not speak to our community. Yep. And this community. To this community. Right. He did not speak to Timonium. If he wanted to reach Timonium Tim, if we wanted to reach Timonium Tim, he had to let that go. Yeah. And I think that was a big painful for him. I think... Still, that the, the yeah. post not the the post lewd music. Yes. He he he's got at least yeah. have some <laughs> nod to it. Anyway, but uh, it's not, again, it's not about you said in the last podcast, Joe. It's not about us. It's about reaching people. Now it's easier, I'd have to admit, because I like the music we play. But I think it's harder for Father Michael and I, yeah. you know, in the sense of it's not the music he'd prefer. Yeah, but it's the music that reaches but he our knows community. It's what's best, which is a huge sacrifice for the pastor to make. That's. Yeah, it's cool. big. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about some details of how to select the songs and how to find the right musicians and, and what rehearsals look like. So we'll be right back after the break. Did you know that Rebuilt is now available as an audiobook? Hear the compelling and inspiring story of how Father Michael and Tom brought their parish back to life in the voices of the authors themselves. Understand the vision and strategies that made Nativity a church of growing disciples, growing disciples. Cardinal Timothy Dolan said about Rebuilt, if you love your parish, read this book. But now you can listen to it too. You can find Rebuilt in audiobook format on audible.com. Just search for Rebuilt and listen away. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rebuilt Podcast. Today, we're talking about music with Joe Weaver and Tom Corcoran. And we right now, we are in the middle of a list of best practices that we encourage for great, excellent music at our church. And so we said that number one was pick one style of music, and number two is choose mu- music that speaks to your community. Number three, Joe, is to have a solid song selection process. And so how do you select the music so what, you listen to feedback we know that uh, listen but... to feedback uh i go on to several websites that have the top charts mm. um christian billboard charts and i listen and listen and it it takes <laughs> hours uh, wow. no, no kidding um there's also a website called multitracks.com that um actually categorizes everything as current hits most downloaded so I'll listen to that and, um, you know, just see if it'll fit our mass. That's the other thing is making sure it all fits in and ties in with our mass. Um, so that's my process. So I, uh, before kickoff, I selected probably 30 songs, handed them off to Brian, our weekend director, and then he takes them to Michael. Father White, and he will either say yay or nay. And usually of that 30, I'll get maybe 10 approved. <laughs> so back to the drawing board, right? So, But everybody has input, and it's all good because, you know, I, I love listening to music anyway. So, But that's what I have to do. That's my okay. job is figuring that well, out. And then, that, and that is some point. Yeah, who are the people? Who has the final say on the music? Father White. Pe- well, I know. Yes, I know that here. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. Um, you need to choose who that is. Now, I don't. Not every pastor would want to have the final say on the music. Um, I think if no one's caring about it, then pastor, you need to care about it. But 
if you want to delegate to somebody and you're okay with that, that's fine. But but at least listen to your music, right? Listen to it. Make sure it's good. That's, yeah. Well, that's yeah, you got to care about it enough. I mean, yeah. one of the things Father White says here, I've always thought is true, is he wants to hire somebody who cares about it more than he does, right? And that and that's you mm-hmm. know somebody who cares about the budget more than he right. does, somebody who right. cares more about uh, student ministry and teenagers <laughs> more than he does, right? Um, and so now I think for him is you know, he he does most of the masses. He's got to sit through it, so yeah, that helps him to care about it too. But mm-hmm. um, but that, but whoever it is in your church who is in that process and who has final say, who's got to be the, right. someone's got to be the final authority on that. Right. And it, so, although you want a collaborative kind of process. Sure. Sure. More than one person. So what are you looking for when you listen to those songs? We talked a little bit about this in the last podcast, but remind us what you're looking for. So the opener, opener and closer are usually the, the big songs. Big. What do you upbeat. mean big? Not so yet, so big, big rock songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, also to get really detailed, anything mm-hmm. over 110, 115 beats per minute. So musicians, you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. <laughs> um, that's the upbeat stuff. Then offertory. Um, you know, we also so work skipping real quick. You skip Psalm. Just want to take a note about real quick. So the Psalm the should Psalm. be, we write our own. They should be very short and transitional. Mm. So this was at the a church I was at recently. The psalm was just forever. It was just really long. I'm like, <laughs> and it's not going anywhere. I'm like, this needs to be short. This just just needs to can't. It's too long. It's right. kind of a transitional moment in the mass. Mm-hmm. So, and what I say about that is, I love the psalms just generally across the board, but nobody that I know of is going to listen to them in their car. So, like well, you said, keep it short, short, sweet. Get the message mm-hmm. done and get out of there yeah. quickly. Okay, and so offer. So we're on the same next. page. We're agreeing with that. Look at Tom, that. I love you. This is great. <laughs> Aw, buddies. All right, offertories next. What are we looking for there? So offertory uh, has to be singable, um, mm-hmm. and it's 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 not a big. Why song does the offertory either. have to? I'm sorry, I don't singable. understand. Why does the offertory song have to be? So singable? we always say in the band that this, this is my is... problem with the, the the song. By the way, go ahead. Oh, it's not singable. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it might not be. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, so <laughs> sorry, Joe. We're interrupting you. Uh, so what I was gonna say is that it's got to be singable, and also it, you're you're kind of bringing things down now for you know the communion side of mass. So F- Father White also likes that song to land softly, quote unquote. So we have to think about that. Mm-hmm. We're within a time frame. Um, every one of these songs is is within a certain time limit mm. um, because we're trying to get um, our masses, I believe, down to one hour ish somewhere yeah, around 60, there. 65 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. And um, so offertory is three minutes. That's okay. all you get. So you got to say what you've got to say and make it sound good within three minutes and land softly. So that's our offertory okay. song. Okay. So and Great. the reason you asked about singable, though, Kelly, mm-hmm. because. It's the one time of those four big ones, as Joe's talking about, calls them, right? Opening song, people are still coming in. Yeah. They're still getting settled. You know, they're still putting their jacket down if it's cold. They're getting their kids settled if they have that. They're people we know come in late. You know, that's just so while it's, that's creating energy, that's we talked about the last that's podcast. The goal of it is to yeah, create energy. The first, the opening song, the biggest important, the most important thing that needs to achieve is create energy. Wow, I'm glad I'm here today. Wow, something's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm so, you know, it's just drawing me in to what's going to happen here. This, this offertory song 
is the other only time of the big four again where nothing really else is going on. Mm. The opening song people are coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. The communion song people are going to we communion. Go on to communion, yep. And you, for some reason, some people can't sing and walk at the same time. But I think <laughs> the reason they can't, we can get that, is because they feel vulnerable. Who wants to sing where everyone can see me? I do. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> and there's the volume thing. <laughs> right, right. So we can talk about we'll go that. that. The closing song, people are running to their car. Right. The offertory song is the one song that mm. you're just stuck there. You're there, and it, you're captured audience. And that's it. it. Yeah, we always say that we're on display. That is the one song you mm. are on display. And if you get any song right, and they all have mm. to be right, that's got to be the one. Mm. And it's our opportunity to respond to the message, too. It's like, and this is why I think it's got to be singable. And not, and that's something to note. Not every song has to be a hundred percent singable. I think most times we do, but sometimes I can be engaged in a song and not necessarily singing it. Although I think that's like ah, oh, such a sh- small part of of so I, few yeah, times. I want to be able to sing. I it. I want to be able to sing it. And uh, I agree. Okay, but I also think you need to be able to reach out and touch somebody with what you're saying. And I think certain songs that aren't singable, which oh. for the most part they are. They have to reach out and touch somebody and grab somebody and engage somebody. And, you know, you know you've got somebody when they're in tears. Mm -hmm. And just that impact by itself is like, wow, this is incredible. I can't believe this is happening. But it really, again, it's why I love to do what I do because it brings emotions out in people. And things that they never thought about before, and now they're thinking about, it's great. And you don't think that it being singable, it doesn't have to be singable to have that happen. Right. No, no, no. It, it does not. It does yeah, not. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example of a song for that where you're engaged. Because engagement, you know, we talk about full active participation in the liturgy. But active participation does not always mean movement or doing something. I can be, as Joe's saying active emotionally yes and i'm thinking and things are happening within me i'm active i'm participating even if i'm not outwardly doing that i think that's to me that's the most important thing is to have somebody just to reach and touch somebody and affect them that way man i'm telling you that's it that's 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 what music is to me so we want the songs to be singable but we also realize that not everybody will sing every song and that's okay because they might engage in some other way Correct. Okay. And so we also play the same songs for six weeks for like a message series. Can you talk about that for a minute? And the main reason why is so they can sing. Because if you're changing out, Mm -hmm. right, you can learn them. By week four, week five, they're singing louder than they were week one. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly changing your songs, A, you're, nobody's going to get to know the lyrics. They're not going to be able to sing and get to know the song and, and engage with that song. You, you can't do it. Again, the songs on the radio, people are hearing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's yeah. what partly makes you like them, the familiarity. Fami- yeah. That's um, it. It makes you sing them and it brings you comfort and brings you, or whatever that emotion's evoking, evoking mm-hmm. it over and over and over again. So. Right. People want to be engaged. They want to be a part of it. Hmm. And if if... You're not giving them that opportunity, then they're not going to come back. It's just the way it is. All right. We have to move on. Wait, this wait, is great. We, Lively discussion. Did we get through all the songs, though, what they need to be? We need, that's the important part. We just okay. got to make sure. So, so the go opening the first. song is big. The psalm is short and transitional. The offertory. Yeah, we kind of got stuck on offertory for a little while there, didn't we? That's Should be fault. the most singable. 
All right. So we're at communion. You're right. We got to go back to this. We're at communion. And then we actually have a post communion song and then we have a closing song. So talk, let's, let's talk about those three real quick before we move on. All right. Communion is, uh, is a pretty big song for us, uh, as well. And that's, that's another one where a lot of people are paying attention, but they are coming up to get communion. Um, so you're, you're trying to send a message to them as they're receiving communion and then the post-communion is a reflective moment. So, you know, they're sitting down, they're praying. So that can't be big. It's got to be quiet. You got to give them a chance to talk to Christ and and listen to him. And without all the extra noise, just break it down. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we just have Al, maybe Simon do it uh, acoustically or with piano broken down. I love it. The other thing about the communion song is it it builds a lot, the ones we mm-hmm. choose, right? And the ones that Absolutely. work really well, we find are, are kind of start low, they build back up, they get real big, and then they come back down. Kind of like a plane. They, they, they go up, they take off, and then they come back down. And that's that's by design to, by us, to bring it back down because now you know you're going into that reflective moment. You can't end big. You right. have to break it back down and land softly and then break it down into the communion, the post-communion song. And then the closing song just meant big. Bang, send them out. Excited. Again, well, again, awesome I was here today. This is the day the Lord has made. What's our right now? Um, gosh, the Chris Tomlin song. I'm blank, blanking out right you now. You lifted me out? You lifted me out. Yeah, you yeah. know, just lifted me out. You know, uh, life is good. Big and upbeat. Right. Something you can clap along to sometimes. That's it. If you can, yeah. Sometimes and it's kind of cool to see people actually <laughs> come back and and they sit they sit there and watch us i'm i'm surprised that they don't want to get to their cars but we do have a lot of people stay and and Mm -hmm. watch us yeah it's it's nice and one thing we should have we do this isn't really part of the song selection process but sometimes we'll add an extra communion a song after mass ends that might Mm -hmm. reinforce the message it might be just fun we don't do a lot but you know in the summer i like god bless america well god bless america on july 4th or you know we did the uh, until the end of the world u2 song because it was in the message. It tied in with your yep. message. Yeah. That's so it. just something. That's fun. That's an extra bonus. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to um, one. the fourth best practice that we encourage here related to music is to find great musicians. Joe, it was the one thing that you said, if, if churches could only do one thing, they should do this one. So how do we how do we find great musicians? How do they how do they get in? Do they audition? Do we just take anyone? What's what's the uh, process here? All right, here we go. So now we're it, we're pretty close. All right, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, <laughs> Tom. I know, <laughs> Let's Joe. hear what you have to say. No, no, no. I'm just gonna go. Go ahead. Go. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So what we do pretty much is uh, we rely on word of mouth through the band members, and we know who we like to play with outside of church. Um, like who, there's already a community of musicians that you're yeah, connected to. And, and of course, they have to have a good heart, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, bringing them in. Uh, the draw is there for these musicians um, as long as, you know, we've got pros that play with us and they're great. The other one is the audition phase. Tom, do you have anything to say before I move on to that? No, go ahead. All right. So the audition phase, what we're trying to do now is um, kind of. Uh, what Bethel does, but we're going to get back to what we do too. Bethel does video auditions. So what they do Mm. is they post them on YouTube and then they submit them to, it would be me in this case or the rest of the band because I'd like to get their input. 
and to see how they sound. So if, if you're ever thinking about auditioning for our band, look at the Bethel auditions and you'll see great examples of how to do it. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is stage two, if you make it past that, you come in for a live audition and then stage three is come to a rehearsal and then stage four, you're off to the races. Okay. So I think you make it sound easy. <laughs> I think we need to go oh, back to some of that. it's a big process. I think we need to have you back, Joe. It's great. I love to talk. <laughs> All right. So we do have to wrap it up for today. Let me just review real quick. Um, we'll come back. We'll come right back and I'll review all of our best practices for music. And uh, with that, we'll be right back. Thanks. The Rebuilt Field Guide will lead you and your leadership team through assessment and goal-setting exercises that will help you revitalize your church. The workbook offers practical steps that will bring your team together so that you can affect change in your parish. If you know your parish needs to change or want to introduce the principles of Rebuilt, but you don't know where to start, the Rebuilt Field Guide is the perfect resource. You can order the Field Guide from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at Ave Maria Press. Welcome back, everyone. We've been talking with Joe Weaver today about music at Nativity and how we do music. And we talked about some best practices that we like to encourage here. The first one is to pick one style of music, not to complicate it with too many different styles. The second best practice is to choose music that speaks to your community, which can take a little bit of research, looking at top charts or listening to local Christian radio and seeing what people are hearing out there. Number three is to have a solid song selection process, and Joe went through that process with us. Number four is to find professional musicians or people who have played professionally. This takes takes some time, but hold auditions and and um, and then invite them to rehearsals and and see how they do. And so we'd like to to talk more about this. And so we might do that. You think, Tom? Are we gonna come back to this? Yeah, I think we'll come back next month. And uh, if Joe will come back, I'd love to be. Here. <laughs> I'd love Joe it. Joe has more to say. <clears throat> he's psyched. He's he's so. And if you have any questions, you can email Joe. Go to our website, churchtivity.com. It. And go to the staff, right? If you go to About Us our page, team. And, uh, yeah. our team. Yeah. Yep, worship team. Okay. And any other questions you have for the podcast, please mail, email them to us. You can email me or Kelly. Yeah. We'd love to, love to help us with the content for this podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, thanks for joining us today, and we will see you next time. <laughs>